Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here this morning. Those of you watching online, God bless you for joining us today. And, and I want to thank Pastor Randy and Pastor Darla for allowing me to be here. Pastor Jason, Pastor Amber, the whole ministry team here at Lone Star. Don't you have a great ministry team here? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, I question some of their choices because this is actually the 18th time that I've spoke uh, from this stage. And so, uh, and today's July 18th, so happy anniversary to me. <laughs> Amen, and we're so honored to be here tonight, today, and so thankful for the privilege. And I've got my family here today, got my wife and my niece and nephew. I've got my daughter and her 50 million kids back here somewhere. <laughs> there she is. The sons of thunder, what I call my grandsons. <laughs> Get a little rowdy back here, you know it's them. Amen. So... I made a pledge as I was driving up in the church early this morning, uh, the parking lot team was already in place, and as I rolled up and rolled down my window, they looked at me and they all went, <laughs> So I made a pledge to them that I was going to be on time, at least for the 10 o'clock service. So, so we're going to jump right into the Word of God. Would you turn to Acts chapter 27, please? Acts chapter 27 and verse 30, 39. And I'm just going to get right into the the ministry uh, the, into the word here, but I want to uh, thank everybody that's here. And uh, ladies, I'm going to tell you, uh, October, I mean, August 26th, you, you're going to be in for a real treat for ladies' uh, night outreach. My wife is going to be one of the speakers. My smoking hot wife, Mindy. Yeah. If I didn't say that, one of y'all would be saying, hey, what's wrong? Why didn't you say that about your wife? But Mindy's going to be speaking August 26th, so you want to be here. Acts chapter 27, verse 39 and through 34. And when daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they sighted a bay with a sandy beach and where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. Cutting away the anchors, they left them in the sea as they loosened the ropes and held, and that held the rudders. They hoisted the foresail in the wind and made for the beach, but the vessel struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow stuck fast and would not move, and the stern was being broken up and being pounded by the waves, and the soldiers planned to kill the prisoners. Now, you wonder why the soldiers planned to kill the prisoners, because for a Roman soldier to lose a prisoner not only meant instant death to him, but also meant death to his family if he lost a prisoner. And so this ship is falling apart, and we're going to get into all the story of that here in a minute. But they, he, they, they, they planned to kill him so none of them would swim to freedom. But a centurion wanting to spare Paul's life thwarted the plan, and he commanded those who could to jump overboard first and get to land, and the rest would follow on planks in various parts of the ship. In this way, everyone was brought safely to the land. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for every person that's here today. We thank you for people that are watching online. We thank you for this marked moment in time where we can come together and we can hear your word and not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. We pray for a Holy Ghost manifestation of your purpose, your power, and your plan in this building and everywhere anyone sees this. And we thank you and praise you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Have you ever been, have you ever survived something? Yeah. I like that guy right there. I'm, no, I'm preaching right this way the rest of the day. 
Have you ever survived anything? Have you ever had been told you didn't have hope? Have you ever had life just come at you really, really hard? And we, we read in this text right here where the apostle Paul was found himself on a ship that would just fall apart and all the story we just read here. The whole world has learned since uh, March 11, 2020, that uh, what, what it looks like when God um, is able to shut things down around us to show us what we really have inside of us. Amen? And let me tell you, if you didn't like COVID, you're not going to enjoy the tribulation. <laughs> Telling you that right now. If COVID got you all twisted up, you're not going to enjoy the tribulation. I had somebody ask me, well, are you pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? And I looked at them and said, I'm ready-trib. <laughs> I'm ready-trib. Whatever it takes the place, I'm going to be ready. Amen. But you found, I know every one of you have found yourself in an unplanned, an unexpected place, a stuck place. You, you have found yourself saying, why me, Lord? And that's the title of my message this morning is, why me, Lord? We've all had those moments. We've all had those what-if moments. Fear, as Pastor Jason preached about, the greatest song that fear ever wrote was, what if? You know, what if I don't get the job? What if, what, what if, what if he leaves me? What if she leaves me? What if things don't go the way I plan? And we've all said, why me, Lord? Uh, uh, well, if, if, if you said, why me, Lord, raise your hand. Okay, look around. The people didn't raise their hand. They have a problem with lying. <laughs> oh, Lord, forgive me. Oh. And I got to tell you, this message I'm, I'm preaching this morning, I'm preaching to me. Have been preaching this message to me for the last several months, but y'all get to hear my sermon that I'm preaching to me today, so I hope you enjoy it. But I've been living and preaching this every day, and I, can I just be honest with y'all? Yeah. Now, I got to be careful because we are streaming this thing, so I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm probably not going to pull up the skeletons, but I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, also, I'm, as you know, I'm being sued by atheists in federal court, so uh, I got to be careful. In fact, my legal team said I can say this. <laughs> As most of you know, if there's a tradition of solemnizing courtroom prayer with a brief invocation, and we also engage in this tradition. As a result, an atheist organization called Freedom From Religion has sued us. I can't comment on the specifics of the lawsuit other than to say I'm hopeful for a favorable outcome. Yes. Favorable outcome, but I will tell you, I am prepared to start a jail ministry. <laughs> I hope and pray the court will uphold the, the right for opening sessions to begin with an invocation. Pray for our legal team and everybody. If you'd like to stay up to date, um, you can go to firstliberty.org. They are the, the organization that is coordinating our legal defense. Now, I don't know about you, but um, without God, there would be no atheist. You're welcome. <laughs> and the second thing is, as I, I don't get atheism, I have had some doubts in my mind. I've had question marks. I've had why me, Lord, moments. Uh, but I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. I just don't. The world we live in and, and the uh, science that we see, the biology we know, the 
the, that is true. We, the, the physics that we have discovered, the majesty of nature. Uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. You can look at all that and go, there's absolutely nothing to that. I just don't have enough faith to do that. But Lord bless them. Amen. My wife and I, 12 years ago, uh, decided that living for God would no longer be a spectator sport. And um, I can tell you that uh, through all kinds of things we're going to talk about here today, I know God is always in control. He is. He is. God is always in control. God doesn't always take control. Sometimes we mess up really bad and God says, well, you made that, so uh, have fun with that one. He doesn't always take control. And um, I can tell you in the last few months, there's not one thread in my life, Pastor Jason, that hasn't been tugged on. Not one. Um, from my 12 years of, of being a, a cancer survivor, and I was told 12 years ago, no remission, no cure, best I could hope for was that I would uh, get a few years if, if my body responded to the treatment. And I looked at that doctor and said, Doc, I'm going to do everything you tell me to do, but until I hear from Dr. Jesus, <laughs> I'm going to beat this. Yeah, and uh, that second opinion's worked out. <laughs> in fact, I just went to MD Anderson for my two-year checkup Wednesday, and they come in and said, see you in two years, man. So praise God. Thank the Lord. I've had this lawsuit. I've, had the, the, I've been betrayed by friends. I've had lies said about me. There's been financial hardships. Uh, we've had some family drama in the last few months, some terrible, terrible things and some brokenness. And so I got to be honest with you, if I'm being honest with you here, I've had my fair share of why me moments. And we look at this text that we read here today in the Apostle Paul. Uh, if we just review right where he's at at this moment in time when we're reading this. He's been arrested seven times for preaching the gospel. He's been imprisoned three times. He's right now in the custody of the Roman Empire to be brought to Rome for a trial, which history shows us he will be beheaded for. They put him on a ship. He warned a centurion, hey, I don't think this is a really good idea to leave right at this moment. They didn't listen to him. They get out on the ship. They find themselves right in the middle of a hurricane. And for 14 days, this ship was tossed to and fro. They didn't know where land was. They didn't know where to go. And the, the Bible says they couldn't eat, that they were, they were sick, and, and, and everyone was in despair. And the angel of God came to Paul and said, Paul, don't worry. It's going to be all right. Because you have to go to Rome. So Paul, after he got that word from the angel of the Lord, he just told everybody in the ship, hey guys, let's eat. <laughs> it's going to be all right. And, 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 and then, he, and then as, as we read in our text here, we see what happened. There's 276 souls on this ship. And they get slammed into the shore and they busted up. They're cold, they're wet, they're stuck in a stranded island called Malta. And he's shipwrecked and stranded on this island. Have you ever been stuck on something? You ever been stuck on an island? You ever felt like you're all by yourself? I'm just going to raise both hands. You ever been stuck on why land? <laughs> why me, Lord? And we read in the next chapter, the next verse here in uh, chapter 28, it says, And now when they escaped this, they found out, they found the island was called Malta. 
And the people showed unusual kindness. Now, keep in mind, they just shipwrecked, busted the pieces. 276 souls made it after being in this hurricane, made it up to the land. And they're on this island called Malta. And the people of the island, they look and they, they show, show them unusual kindness. They kindle a fire. And they made them feel welcome because of the rain was falling and because it was cold. And Paul wanting to be just a nice guy. Paul wanting to be just a nice guy. The Bible says that, that but, when, but when Paul had gathered a, bumble, a bundle of sticks, he laid them on the fire. A viper came out because of the heat and fasted his hand onto Paul. So keep in mind, he's... In going to prison, it's on a ship, ship gets wrecked, ship lands up on an island, being a nice guy, picking up the wood, building a fire. You got to build a big fire for 276 people. And this snake comes out and bites him. Just when you don't think it could get any worse, <laughs> a snake comes out and bites him. It doesn't just say it bites him, it fastened him, itself onto him. Fastened itself onto him. So here he is in an unfamiliar, unplanned pace, and then place. And verse 4, it says, And so when the people saw the creature hanging on his hand, they said one to another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Though he escaped the sea, yet justice will not allow him to live. Another translation says the goddess of justice will not let him live. The people... The people said to themselves, this guy's got to be a murderer to go through all this to get here. He must be a murderer. This is why you can never trust the opinion of people. Amen? You can't. Because people will assign a reason to why you're going through what you're going through. Well, if I was married to him, I'd have left him too. <laughs> I'd married to her, man, I would have left years ago. It's obvious they got sin in their life. This is what they're doing to Paul. The people's opinion is saying, well, here he survived all this, but now he's, now he's got a snake bite, and it was a viper, a poisonous viper, that instantly he was supposed to swell up and die. And people will always, people will always think that you're going through what you're going through because of something you did. Has the devil ever tried to convince you that if you really had a God that loved you, you wouldn't be going through what you're going through or what you've gone through. He's done that to me. In verse 4, we already read that said the people stood and then they realize, as we read on here, the Apostle Paul did something here. In fact, it's, it's probably one of the greatest sermons written and told in the New Testament in, in this next verse. I wish Johnny was back here so we could do the old organ thing because we're about to let, get this thing ripping here. I promised the parking lot crew we were going to be done early. The greatest message. Look at what, what Paul does here. He didn't listen to the people's opinion because, you know, opinions are like noses. Everybody has one. Yeah. You don't believe that, just go to my Facebook stream and you'll, you'll see 
this lawsuit stuff and everything and all the, the people that jump on there and tell me to do things to myself that aren't biologically possible and, <laughs> and all that stuff. People have their opinions. But look at what Paul's response is in verse 5. Paul's response, there it is. Yet justice will not let him allow, but what did Paul do? He shook it off. He shook off the creature into the fire, and he suffered no harm. I'm here to tell somebody the unction of God's Holy Spirit, whatever you're going through, whatever you're about to go through, you need to stand on thus saith the Lord, and whatever comes out and bites you, you just need to shake it off. You need to shake it off. Oh, yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Woo! I spoke at a black church one time, and they told me I was, a, I was the first black JP in Montgomery County. <laughs> yeah, he shook it off. He shook it off. Look at your neighbor and say, shake it off. Shake it off, shake it off. You got to shake it off right now before the venom gets in you. You got to shake it off before the doubt and the fear and the shame and the guilt and the things that have happened to you in the past. You just need to shake it off. Yeah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Why was it not a big deal to the Apostle Paul? Because in Acts chapter 27 and 20, uh, chapter 27, 22, he had a promise from God. It didn't matter if the shipwrecked. It didn't matter how cold they were. He didn't get on Facebook. He didn't get on Twitter and start telling how bad things were. And, oh, my God, my life is so terrible. I'm going to jail. And now I've gotten bit by a snake. And it's cold out here my god use social media for something to lift people up because the bible says the joy of the lord is our strength i don't want to see your ripped off fingernail on t on facebook that is so gross stop that amen amen shake it off and paul knew it had to happen he knew it had to happen. Look at your neighbor and say it had to happen. Yeah. Amen. Them people were watching Paul. They were watching him shake it off. I'm telling you, somebody, God wants everyone to see, everyone that's in your life, see you shake this off. They want to see you trust him. They want to see just as Job said, though he slay me, yet I will praise him. Yeah. Woo! Somebody. Where's the organ, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> Amen, 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 amen. You know, there are people that, are, that, that, that thought when they left you, your life would be over. When they broke your heart, when that disappointment happened, they thought your life would be over. When that bite come out and they lied about you. But Paul already knew he was more than a conqueror. He said, in, in, when he wrote to the church at Romans, now, what the, when this shipwreck happened, Six years prior to this shipwreck, listen to what the Apostle Paul said to the church at Rome. And yet in all things, we are more than conquerors. Everybody say more than a conqueror. Than Through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, 
nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor federal lawsuits, nor atheists, nor anything present come. Not, not even death, not height, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Woo! Woo! Oh. Where's PA at? We, we, we can maybe just do a little Pentecostal shout together. <laughs> the way we were raised. Hallelujah. Before we got all sanctified, sanctified and stale. Amen. 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 Look at you living for God. Look at you coming to the cowboy church. You look at you watching online. Amen. They thought he was a murderer, but then look what happened what the people did. What happened when they, he went from being a murderer, but then it says, however, they were expecting him to swell up and suddenly fall dead. And after they looked at him for a long time, hmm, Judge Mac, are you really all that? Are you, are you really, I mean, you know, you do the whole prayer breakfast thing and the atheist lawsuit thing. And are you really, are you really, what's going to happen when the ship wrecks? What's going to happen when the snake comes out of nowhere and bites you? And the people looked at him for a long time and said, they changed their minds. And said, oh, he must be a god. So he went from being a murderer <laughs> to being a god. That's why you never trust people's opinion. Always stand on the word of God. Always stand on thus saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Every problem you got in your life. Every situation you got in your life, every circumstance in your life, the answer's in this book. Amen. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And he, he says that, that they looked at him for a long time. They changed their minds, thought he was a God. And, and just as we get to this, this is another great example of, of what I'm talking about here is look at Jesus. They, they were singing, Hosanna, 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 blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And seven days later, they were saying what? Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Apostle Paul is about to figure out what the purpose for all this is. In verse 7, it says that in the region, there was an estate of a leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius. I, I'm going to be careful with that name because I, I mess things up all the time. But was Publius, and, and, he, and I, I'm not like Pastor Amber. I can't get by with stuff. <laughs> Who received us and entertained us cur with, uh, with great courtesy for three days. The Apostle Paul is about to figure out why he went, he was on a ship to Rome. Why he was in the shipwreck. Why the snake bit him? Why he survived the phone? The 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 all the things that are that are going on. Why why? Paul is about to have to make a choice right here over mission or misery. Yep. And sometimes in our life, it's 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 we don't realize, but some things just have to happen. What did COVID do? It showed us what was really on the inside of us. Some of us it was. Oh, my God, we're all going to die. The fear that Pastor Jason talked about. Some of us, well, let's pray. Some of us, let's value our family. You know, that job that we all hated, all of a sudden, it's not so bad. 
when they're shutting everything down and, and, and the government's telling you, even if you have a job, you can't go to work. And, and we see these things in our life and sometimes we got to realize that there's a mission. There may be some misery involved. There may be a shipwreck or a snake bite. We may be find ourselves stuck in wildland. But Paul makes a decision right here that he can do what the mission is just like he did in Jerusalem and be an instrument of God. And he can, and he can realize this had to happen. And he realizes that the, the, the three days that they're there and they're entertaining. And all of a sudden, it, in verse 8, it says, And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery. He, he, had, he had multi-COVID. <laughs> We're about to see what the mission here is. And boy, the parking lot's crew is going to be proud of me because I'm, I'm almost on my last page. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say it had to happen. <laughs> Look at your other neighbor and say, he's preaching. <laughs> Amen. Good Thank you, brother. <laughs> he's about to realize that Publius had a problem. Everybody say Publius had a problem. But Publius's problem, I'm going to be real careful doing that, is about to be Paul's opportunity. A lot of times the things that happen in our life is about to be an opportunity. And you got to choose misery or mission. Misery or mission. Amen. Paul had a decision to make. Everyone here today, you have a decision to make today. Everyone watching online, you have a decision to make today. There's a reason why you're going through what you're going through. The opportunities in our life, the adversity in our life are really, the opposition in our life is really just, a, just about to, those things happen for us to discover the opportunities in our life. We always want to pray for the good stuff. We like the goosebump, Holy Ghost goosebump stuff and all the warm fuzzy stuff. But sometimes there's things that have to be along that journey that have to cause us to get to that point. Amen. 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 And as we, as we always pray, we don't, we don't like the adversity. We don't like the storm. We don't like the snake bites. We don't like people lying about us and, and saying us. We, we allow doubt and shame to come through us, the breakup, the loss, the hurt, the pain, the divorce, the sickness, the disappointment. And what we need to do is instead of looking for a reason, we need to be looking for what the revelation is. Amen. Amen. Help me out with the organ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Revelation, not the reason. There's some things you're not going to know the, question, the answer to the question. Great is the mystery. God knows things. Amen. And what we need to know is that people are watching you. Just like the Apostle Paul, the people said, they said for a long time they were watching Paul. There's people watching you. You got people at work that are watching you. You got friends and family that are watching you. They need to see what your response is. We're about to close, and I want everybody to just start being sensitive to the Holy Spirit right now because there are people that are in this room that are not saved. There are people in this room that are going through a storm. There are people that came here today and said, Lord, if I don't hear a word from you, I don't know what's next. I want to tell everyone here in the sound of my voice, you were saved to serve. 
You were saved to serve. You, you weren't saved to, to come here every Sunday and hear this great worship and, 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 and sit in this beautiful sanctuary and hear this word of God over and over. You were, you were saved to serve. You're, you're, what you get here today, you're supposed to bring home to work and to your family and to everyone that you know. Amen. You were saved to serve. You're saved to serve. The Apostle Paul said in, in Romans 8, we've already talked about it, For I consider the suffering, the present time, not worthy to compare with the glory which will be revealed to us. And we know that all things work together for good. All things. Everybody say all. all. And guess what? When God, when God says all, all means all, right? It says all things work together for good to those that are called according to his purpose. He didn't say all things are good. He said all things work together for good, who are called according to his purpose. And we already talked about, for I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, or principalities, or powers, things present, things to come, height, or depth, doesn't be how big the problem is. And any other thing that might be created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, amen. The church is running out of time, but we're not running out of opportunity. The church is running out of time, but we're not running opportunity. You're running out of time, but you're not running out of opportunity here today. If you've never asked Jesus into your life, if you've never repented of your sins, I don't mean ask, don't, I don't mean just say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I mean repent. If I, if I repent and I'm walking this way and if I repent, I turn and go the other way. I put my back to the old and the condemnation and the guilt and the addiction and the shame. And I walk away from it in Jesus' name. Amen. How powerful would it be as we as, as, as believers, as, as, as we walk through our neighborhoods, if we would pray for our neighbor? Greatest commandment is to Lord, love the Lord thy God with all the heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then, and then Jesus said, and the, and the other great commandment is to love our neighbors as ourselves. How powerful would it be if we walked through our neighbors and prayed and asked God to save our neighbors? How cool would it be for you to be standing out in front of your neighbor's house with your hands lifted? Saying, Lord, I don't know what's going on, know what the situation is. But in Jesus' name, I pray the blood over them. Hallelujah. How many of you walked through your work and just laid hands on your desk and said, bless this person. Put the angels of God right here. You are saved to serve. We're, we're in a spiritual battle, ladies and gentlemen. We're not in the last days. We're in the last seconds. Jesus is coming. And we need to quiet, we need to quit asking, why me, Lord? What we need to say is, why not me? Why not me? Why not me? Why not me? Amen. Maybe you have something in your life that, that is hindering you. Might not be a sin, but maybe it's a substitute. Maybe you've, you've substituted money for security. You've, you've substituted joy with entertainment. You expect to be entertained when you come to church. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Maybe you realize that you, that you did it today, but that it is not who you are. 
whatever you did, whatever is bringing that guilt, whatever is bringing that shame, whatever is bringing that fear to you, that's not who you are in Jesus' name. The shipwreck happened, but that's not who you are. You may feel lonely, but you're not alone. Do not substitute happiness and peace for the bottom of a bottle. You got to know what, what, what God says about you and has put in you. The circumstances and the snake bites and the shipwrecks don't determine who you are. Amen. So my invitation to you today is this. Is stop being a spectator. Stop being a spectator. Stop being just a cheerleader for the kingdom of God sitting on the sidelines. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Those of you at home online, I'm going to ask you a question. You have a decision to make today. Are you here today and and you're struggling with something, with an obedience? Have you felt a check in your spirit to, to be more than just a spectator? That you want to do more for the kingdom of God? You, you want to be his vessel? If you feel that in your spirit today or you want that to happen, you want to be a part of this end time renewal of God pouring out his spirit on all flesh, would you raise your hand? Raise your hand. You're here today and you want... God to use you in a mighty way. You want, you want to be used by the Lord. You want to be used. You want to go to that next step. You want God to use you. Raise your hand if you want God to do, want God to do that for you. Amen. Amen. Lord, you see every hand. You see every hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next question I'm going to ask is, well, we're not looking around, is maybe you're here today and you've never repented of your sins. You've never asked Jesus for forgiveness. You've never asked him into your life. If you're here today and you've never done that, if you've never asked Jesus into your life, please raise your hand. And you'd like to do that today. We're not going to embarrass you, but we'd like to put a Bible in your hand. You're here today. You've never asked the Lord into your heart. You've never asked him to come into your life. You want some help. Raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. We all stand. So we all stand, please. Let's all stand. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't feel released just quite yet. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you see every heart here today. You, you see every life. You see every family. You see every challenge. You see every obstacle. You see every why me, Lord, moment that we've each and one of us has ever had. It's right now by the power and the liberty of God's Holy, your Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, God, we loose a dedication, a commitment, Lord, to just come over this audience here in the church and those watching online to do more, to do more, to be that vessel that we recognize that we're saved to serve. We're not just saved to be pretty and to be nice and that there's going to be difficult times and situations, but you're the Lord and master of everything, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. We praise you for that, Lord. We give you glory today. Be with us all, Lord.
keep us and bless us. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name.